Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Okay, here we go. It's great to have you in. Absolutely packed today here on a Monday. Uh, It is great to have you with us on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. Um, We are inching closer and closer to draft day. And that is the, um, I think that's, one of the most it's obviously it's one of the most important parts of the NFL year. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the NFL year. So it's going to be a lot of draft talk between now and then, and even for a little bit after. Um, so it is great for you to be joining us. We have a lot of stuff to cover today. So there's some new news on Deshaun Watson. We'll touch on that in about a half hour. Uh, a lot of some New York team stuff today. Uh, talking about the Jets, their decision going forward with Sam Darnold. I have a question that I don't think enough people are asking, or I, honestly, I haven't even heard it yet, um, that there's a particular scenario that could happen to the Jets that could change everything for them, and nobody's talking about it. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, plenty of stuff to cover today. I do want to remind you before we begin that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all those. Sign up, instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that, $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Okay, so let's begin. Um... March Madness is happening right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Everybody's brackets is, uh, are busted now. Oral Roberts taking two wit Ohio State and then Florida. It's unbelievable. Um, but, okay. I want to begin with this. So, this is um, uh, this was probably the big NFL news of the weekend. Uh, Kenny Galladay the star wide receiver from the Detroit Lions has signed a four-year, $72 million contract to go play for the New York Giants. Um, And, you know, coming off an injury-riddled season, he only played five games and not a great year for him. 20 catches, 338 yards, uh, and two touchdowns, again, in only five games. Uh, But the two seasons before that, Uh, He had over 1,000 yards receiving. He had 1,063 and five touchdowns in 2018. And then last year, which was his Pro Bowl year in 2019, uh, had 65 catches for uh, almost 1,200 yards and then led the league in touchdown passes, uh, touchdown catches with 11. So Kenny Galladay, who is, is a really solid NFL receiver, um, and you can make the argument that they overpaid him, and uh, you'd probably be right on that. They did overpay Kenny Galladay. Okay, eighteen million. Kenny Galladay is not an eighteen million dollar a year receiver. Um, but that's the nature of the business today. You want to get top tier talent, you overpay for it. That just seems to be the way that the that the league is going now. Um, 
But here's really what this tells me. Uh, and this is why it's a good signing for the Giants right now. Okay. Think about what the Giants are going to have going into next year. The Giants are going to have Kenny Galladay as a new number one receiver. And again, that will drastically help your entire receiving core. Okay. That'll make Sterling Shepard a better receiver. That'll make Darius Slayton a better receiver. It'll help out Evan Ingram if they keep him around. Don't be surprised if they draft another perimeter weapon for Daniel Jones. Do not be surprised. The Giants are going to have plenty of wide receivers next year. They're going to have a healthy Saquon Barkley. They're going to have an improved offensive line. It's going to be year two under Joe Judge and Jason Garrett. The Giants next year are going to get an answer on Daniel Jones. I think that there will be improvement next year, no doubt, but will it be enough improvement? What do you have to see from Daniel Jones next year in order for him to keep him around? Okay, I heard earlier today that Daniel Jones has to make the playoffs if the Giants are going to keep him. I don't necessarily think that that is the caveat. I, I, I don't think that that is the thing that he needs to do. I don't. I don't think that Daniel Jones needs to make the playoffs. But do I think that the Giants need to get closer? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Listen, the Giants this past year were better with Daniel Jones than they were last year. Okay? Daniel Jones, his quarterback rating went down, but they did win more games. Okay, Daniel Daniel Jones went 5-9 and in 14 starts. He had that couple-of-game injury right after he stumbled on his own feet. Um, but here's the thing that you want to see from Daniel Jones. I would say you need at least 25 touchdowns. You don't want an increase in picks, so you want less than 10 interceptions if you can get it. And you would like to see the team probably go 500. Okay, because listen, the Giants are in a rebuilding stage, but their roster is not bad right now. Kenny Galladay makes the entire receiving core better. Saquon Barkley's back, improved offensive line. That defense is ready to go. That defense is ready to win now. They were a good defense last year. They just re-signed Leonard Williams to $21 million a year. Okay, that defense is ready. And don't be surprised if they draft even more defense. Okay, the Giants are going to go pretty hard next year. And to be 100% truthful, it is an incredibly weak division. Okay, you know that the Eagles are going to be a mess. Washington is working with Ryan Fitzpatrick, at quarterback, who, again, in his NFL career, has been a nice stopgap guy. But you have no idea how Washington is going to be in a back-to-back -back year. Washington went 7-9 and nine last year and made the playoffs. It's not like Washington was good. They just weren't as bad as everybody else in the division. And then the Cowboys, it, they just gave Dak $40 bucks. Okay, year two, Mike McCarthy. Okay, if I had to pick, the Cowboys are my favorite to win the division. But again... They were incredibly dysfunctional last year. Their defense was historically bad. I will say this. The team that is the most stable in the NFC East right now is the New York Giants. They are without a doubt the most stable. They have the least amount of question marks. Okay, Do they know if Daniel Jones is their guy? No, they don't know that. But we, what we do know is that they're going to give him another shot. There's no question that he's going to be the starting quarterback week one. Daniel Jones will be the Giants' starting quarterback next year. We know that for a fact. The Eagles are changing quarterbacks. Washington's changing quarterbacks. I mean, we couldn't stop talking about Dak Prescott with the Cowboys this year. We haven't said a lick about Daniel Jones. There's stability there. Okay, that's the reason I have Arizona winning the NFC West. Okay, not only did their roster get better, but they knew that Kyler Murray was going to be their week one starter uh, this coming year. They knew that Kyler Murray was going to be their guy. 
Okay, it wasn't any question, right, with Seattle, are they going to trade Russell Wilson? Uh, is San Francisco going to move on from Jimmy G? Right, yeah, the Rams trading for Matt Stafford. Okay, first year in a new system, getting rid of Jared Goff. Kyler Murray was the stability of the division. Okay, you can make the same argument for the Giants this year. The Giants this year, they have stability. And Daniel Jones isn't as good as Kyler Murray, but you know that it's stable. You know he's the guy. Listen, the Giants have a really good reason to win the division next year. Because what if the Cowboys can't figure it out? Okay, you can make the argument that the Giants have the second-best roster in the whole division. Because I think the Cowboys have the best, but for some reason they can never put it together. It blows me away. As a Cowboy fan, it blows me away. There's always an excuse for the Cowboys. For the Giants, it's all about, listen, once we rebuild, we're ready to go. They're a pretty winning franchise. And everybody likes what Joe Judge is as a coach, right? You'd run through a wall with that guy. So the Giants next year with Kenny Galladay now on the roster, it's going to improve the offense so much so that you are definitely going to get an answer on whether or not Daniel Jones is your quarterback. You 100% will. And it's not going to take any longer. Okay, Daniel Jones is going to be entering into his third year in the NFL. Okay. In his first year, he had a slightly below average quarterback rating at 87.7. Let's call it 88. He had an average quarterback rating. This past year, below average, 80.4. Okay, so he digressed a little bit. In 14 games, Daniel Jones only threw 11 touchdowns. But you also have to keep in mind, he's a second-year quarterback Without very many weapons, his best offensive player, Saquon Barkley, was hurt for the entire year. You have an extremely young offensive line, and you're playing in an incredibly basic offense with Jason Garrett as your offensive coordinator. So all of that needs to be taken into account. But this year, okay, you're adding Kenny Galladay. Your offense is going to improve. Okay, think about it. Even under Jason Garrett, the Cowboys, when they added Amari Cooper, okay, when they traded a first round, when they didn't have any receivers, and they traded a first round pick to the Raiders for Amari Cooper, Dak went seven and one in the next eight games. They were three and five. They ended the season 10 and six. Okay, Dak Prescott was a different player after getting Amari Cooper. The Cowboys won games. He changed everything in that offense. It gave the defense somebody to focus on. And a guy, and honestly, Kenny Galladay can beat guys. Kenny Galladay has great size, 6'4", 214". He's got good speed, good hands. He's improved every year, except last year since he got hurt. But he's improved every year. You're getting a player who's a really solid guy to have. Somebody that the defense can focus on, and he can win the battles on a lot of occasions. Daniel Jones is bound to get better. The Giants offense, which ranked in the bottom 10 of the league last year, is bound to improve. And if it doesn't improve, then you know what your problem is. You know your problem is your quarterback. And I like Daniel Jones personally, okay? My scouting report on Daniel Jones has always been, listen, is the talent off the charts? Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, nobody is. But what does Daniel Jones give you? What what are his strong suits? First of all, this is the thing that I've always said about Daniel Jones, is that this guy has absolute ice in his veins. This is one of the most mentally tough quarterbacks in the entire league, and nobody talks about it, okay? He goes into New York, okay? The Giants have uh, 
originally they started with two. They had three first-round picks, okay? Three first-round picks in the 2019 draft. And they had the sixth pick overall. And they took Daniel Jones, a Duke kid. Duke's a basketball school. Okay, the, everybody knew the Giants needed a quarterback. Eli Manning was going way down. And Dwayne Haskins was sitting right there. Dwayne Haskins was sitting. Dwayne Haskins threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State's a football school. He threw 50 touchdowns. He was absolutely special. He beat out Joe Burrow for the starting Ohio State job, made Joe Burrow transfer. Right, uh, Dwayne Haskins sitting right there. And you remember when Daniel Jones got drafted by the Giants, they were not only calling for Dave Gettleman, uh, Dave Gettleman's head, their GM, but they were booing and booing and booing. The Twitter feed was crazy. They hated the pick. The entire Giants fan base hated Daniel Jones when the Giants drafted him. Okay, when Daniel Jones threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium in a Yankee jersey, first time publicly seeing uh, uh, the first time public sighting of Daniel Jones in New York, the Yankee Stadium crowd booed him. Okay, he got booed at Yankee Stadium. He got booed when he got drafted. Everybody in New York hated his guts. And the guy played like he didn't care. Okay, if you watch Daniel Jones, yeah, his numbers aren't great. But look, in his rookie year, when he was asked to come in way earlier than expected, okay, Daniel Jones started 12 games in his career. Okay, three games in, Eli was done. They knew it. (laughs) Eli was done. And the guy threw 24 touchdowns and 12 picks, had an average quarterback rating, threw for 3,000 yards in his rookie year. Not bad for a kid who everybody in New York hated. And I will be honest with you, Daniel Jones has a lot of Eli Manning in him. You know why I know it? Because the defending Super Bowl champion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with fresh Tom Brady, when the Giants had One win under their belt on the season. The Giants had one win. Took them all the way to the end of the game. Daniel Jones gave Tom Brady fits. He doesn't let anything scare him. That's always been my scouting report on Daniel Jones. He's kind of like Eli Manning. Can you live with a player that's like Eli Manning? I think you can. But listen, if you don't get a drastic, and maybe I wouldn't say drastic, but a a good improvement this year, now that you have Kenny Galladay in your offense and you're getting Saquon Barkley back, if you can't get an improvement, then move on. The mental toughness isn't enough because you got to see the production on the field and the consistency on the field. you got to see all that. If it's not there, it's not there. But the Giants are definitely going to get their answer. This year, with Galladay in their offense, the Giants will get an answer. And I've always felt that he had the potential to be really good in this league, not from a talent perspective, but he could just be a flat-out winner. A flat-out winner. And I still think he can be that. But at some point, you do have to see the production. And if he can't do it now, he probably never will. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks that you need to see production from, that play for New York teams. Let's talk a little bit about Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. Um, This is the most interesting thing happening in the offseason. I find what the Jets are going to do with the number two pick and Sam Darnold and their quarterback situation to be more interesting than what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Because I know Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. We just don't know where. I know Deshaun Watson is never going to play for the Houston Texans again. I just don't know when he's going to get traded. 
and how long the Texans are going to hold out. And that's all interesting. But I think the more interesting thing is, what are the Jets doing with Darnold? What are they going to do with the number two pick? Because nobody, maybe not even the Jets, have any clue what they're doing. Okay, it is a constant topic of conversation for sports media. It just is. This is the most interesting thing in the offseason, and it may be the most pivotal thing in the offseason. It will be. What the Jets do with the number two pick changes the entire landscape of what teams are going to do. If they take a quarterback at two, then one less team that was planning on taking one doesn't it gets one. Right? Carolina's going to want one. Jacksonville's obviously going to get Trevor Lawrence. But Detroit might want one, and Denver, I know, wants one, and San Francisco might want one. New England, who knows? Who knows who is going to want a quarterback in this draft? Washington, maybe? But if the Jets take one, there's going to be one less on the board. So here's the thing. Here's a question that I don't think that enough people are asking. Um, What if the Jets can't trade Sam Darnold? What if they can't find a team that'll trade for him? There's no takers. Because you'd have to imagine that if the Jets were to trade him, that he'd be traded by now. Don't let the quarterback market dry up. If you are going to sell Sam Darnold, you have to sell him to hungry teams. Okay? The Bears have two quarterbacks on uh, under contract. They're not going to trade for him. Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are taking up $33 million of their cap space. The Bears aren't taking him. Washington just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's hard to believe that they would trade for Sam Darnold, anything significant. It's possible, but I I find it hard to believe because Fitzy's going to be their guy, at least for this year. Okay? Denver, I know, is holding out for Deshaun Watson. So, eh. Same thing with Carolina, Carolina, and they don't need another Darnold. They got Teddy Bridgewater. He can fill the gap. The quarterback market for Sam Darnold might be just dried up. No takers. So if that's the case, then what can be justifiable with what the Jets do with their assets? Can the Jets even trade Sam Darnold. Can they take a quarterback with the number two pick if they don't trade Sam Darnold? Because you're not giving him away. The Jets can't take a quarterback with the number two pick and not play him. Eventually. Maybe not this year, but by next year, He's got to be the starter. We're not talking about last year when the Packers traded up a couple of spots to get Jordan Love at number 26 or whatever they got him at. And you don't have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. This isn't that. You're taking a QB with the number two pick. You know what that means. That means if he doesn't play this year, he's got to play next year, and he probably has to play this year. Because if you're unsure about who Sam Darnold is, then your fan base is going to say, well, why not just throw the kid in? Why not just throw the guy that we're all excited about into the ballgame? Let's see what he's got. That's what people are going to say, and they're going to be right. If you're unsure about Sam Darnold, okay, there is literally a 0% plausibility, possibility. They're just, it can't happen. It won't happen. That Sam Darnold and the quarterback that they drafted number two potentially are on the same team. Zero. Sam Darnold 
if the Jets are taking a quarterback at number two, Sam Darnold cannot be on the team. And if Sam Darnold is on the team, you can't take a quarterback at number two. You got to do something else with the pick. Take another player, trade it, doesn't matter. But right now, I'm sure the Jets are saying, listen, if we can't get a second-round pick for Sam Darnold, we might as well keep him. The Jets cannot justifiably say, you know, we took this quarterback third overall a couple of, year, couple of years ago. We're kind of unsure about him. But you know what? We can't trade him, so we're going to draft another kid and have them both. You can't cut him either because cutting him looks worse. Imagine if the Jets had to cut Sam Darnold. That's Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. The Jets have failed to build around Sam Darnold even kind of since he's been on the roster. Okay, Sam Darnold's a three-year NFL veteran, and he hasn't had a single viable weapon. It feels like, right? When they got Le'Veon Bell, it was after the lockout. He was dried up. He wasn't the same player. He was backing up in Kansas City. And he doesn't have a team right now. He's a free agent. Nobody's signing him. He's not a hot commodity. Jamison Crowder was their best wide receiver option. Some slot guy who, granted, is a talented slot guy, but he's a slot guy. That's like saying that the most talented player on your team is your punter. Period. You got some middle relief pitcher. Those teams generally aren't good. They need weapons. They need offensive line. They have failed to build around Sam Darnold. Failed over the past three years. You cut him. Okay. We whiffed. You can't just whiff. Okay, it's not that easy. You can't just whiff. You want to go and draft another quarterback? That means the league knows that you're giving up on Sam Darnold. And then who's going to trade for him? Nobody. If you got to trade Sam Darnold, you got to trade him now. If you're going to go in a draft day and draft another quarterback, guess what? You're not drafting another quarterback. Your assets need to have value to you. They need to have value. What I would do if I were the Jets, and I've made this point over and over again, is I would keep Sam Darnold, and I would let him grow with Corey Davis, the wide receiver you just signed. Right? I would draft a running back. I'd draft a special wide receiver. I would do whatever I can to surround Sam Darnold with as much talent as I can. And again, it's the same thing with Daniel Jones. If in that one year he can't figure it out, then yeah, move on. But why waste the asset? Why waste the asset on pick number two on a quarterback? You're inserting him in the same situation. You want him to thrive. You want Sam Darnold to thrive. And like I've said on numerous occasions, you need whoever you take with the number two pick to be awesome. Because not only does he have to be better than all the rest of the quarterbacks in the draft, with maybe the exception of Trevor Lawrence, and he's got to be better than Sam Darnold, but he has to be better than all the guys that you could have taken with the pick if you traded it. Or if you just took somebody else, he's got to be better than Kyle Pitts. He's got to be better than Jamar Chase. He's got to be better than Penny Sewell. He, he's got to be better than all those guys. Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, whatever quarterback you take, has to be an absolute superstar. There is no and or buts about it. It's just, that's just it. You got to take them. You got to. If you're going to keep Sam, you can't trade the you can't uh draft a quarterback. 
if you want to draft a quarterback, you got to trade Sam. And that's the question that they got to ask. And that I think more people should be asking. That's the question that people should be asking. If the Jets can't trade Sam Darnold, then what do they do? What's the smart option for them to do? Because you can't just say, all right, we whiffed, we're done. What are you going to do? Have Sam Darnold as a backup? That's pathetic. Listen, the NFL is all about is is a lot about optics too. You want franchises to take you seriously. <laughs> oh my God, these guys couldn't trade Sam Darnold, and then they took another quarterback. That's what people are going to say. They're going to be like, "Oh my God, these Jets! Oh, even with the new front office, they can't get anything right." You don't want to be the team that people take advantage of. You don't want to be the team that's the laughing stock in the league. You just don't want it. So, again, if I'm the New York Jets, I am not taking a quarterback. I'm not taking a quarterback unless I can trade Sam Darnold. And listen, if they do find a way to trade Sam Darnold and they want to take a quarterback because they are certain that Zach Wilson is just a better player. Okay, fine. Fine. I can I can learn to live. If you think he's that much better and he is that much better and he jumps off the page, I'll eat my hat. I'll be I'll be perfectly fine. That's cool with me. I just don't find that to be the case. I'm not sure that the Jets are saying because again, if they knew that, they would have traded him already. They would have been on the phone every day trading or looking to trade Sam Darnold. And they're you're telling me that there wouldn't have been a single taker? Not a single team in the NFL that would have traded for Sam Darnold. This is not the Saints, okay? Not the Saints, not Washington, not any, none of those teams would have taken a chance on Sam Darnold. You don't think the Patriots would feel the call? Of course, Sam Darnold could get traded. The Jets are holding him close to the vest. They don't want to just let him go. Because there's a little bit in there that says, you know, maybe he still has a little something. And maybe he does. Maybe he does. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Before we move on. Don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, Okay. So, uh, pardon me, I had to lubricate the vocal cords. Um, So, Deshaun Watson. This is getting kind of uncomfortable. So, here's the thing about this. I am not going to be the guy, like I've said, uh, I am not going to be the guy that says that all of these women are lying. Um, I'm not going to be the guy that uh, makes the mistake of doing so and then it's proven to be true and I look like the idiot on the air and I look like a bad person. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. I am not going to make any quick assumptions on, on Deshaun Watson. Uh, listen, I, this could be made up. It could be true. Um, it all seems like all of these women, it looks like 10 or 11 women up to this point, uh, who have accused Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct. Uh, they are all going to the same lawyer who happens to be a neighbor of Cal McNair. Um, So the conspiracy theory that's been thrown out there is what if the Texans are doing this 
as kind of a behind the scenes operation, kind of like the mafia. And I don't really think that that's the case. That's a really far-fetched claim. And I, you know, again, you'd have to be a really kind of screwed up guy to do something like that. Plus it makes no sense. Why the hell would you devalue your own asset? You want Don't you want to like, if you were, if he doesn't want to play for you and you want to trade him, don't you want to get as much as you can for him? It makes no sense. I, I don't get it. Um, you know, uh, there's also the theory that the Texans are ch- are uh, trying to beat Deshaun into submission, and uh, that'll force him to say, "Okay, okay, 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 I'll play." I don't think that that's the case either. Again, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and I just don't get it. I I, I don't. Okay, does it mean that they absolutely can't be true? No, I suppose not. But the likelihood that they're true is really, really minuscule. I, I just don't see it. Um, so. This is a really complicated situation. Deshaun Watson has had 10 or 11 women come out and says uh, and say that uh, he, uh, I guess, harassed them sexually or uh, conducted himself in a, in a sexual manner that, you know, they didn't approve of or it was something along those lines. Um, and something that I've said. Uh, in the past was that, listen, I, I know people in Houston. I know people that cover the Texans. I know people that have interviewed and talked to Deshaun Watson personally. Um, and from everything that I've heard, and I've never had the pleasure of meeting him, uh, but from everything that I've heard, I, like, I, I just can't put the pieces together on how he could be a guy that would do something like this to this many people, right? You know, there are a lot of people that have their one mishap and then it comes to bite them in the butt and they got to pay for it. And it doesn't make them a bad person. It makes them a guy that made a mistake, but to have this many people come, uh, come around and say this about Deshaun Watson, it is either here's the thing. Okay. You, you've kind of got to narrow down the possibilities and what the realities are in this situation. It is either that Deshaun Watson is a disgusting human being that, that does this to women. And, and you know, it's something that's pretty hard to forgive and his NFL career is likely over. It's either that, or this is just a completely miffed and made up story. And there's some sort of conspiracy theory behind it or something like that. Okay. You never know. It's just, it's one of those things, and maybe by the end of this, we still aren't really going to know because we have no idea what's going to go on behind the curtains and everything like that. We have no idea what kind of settlements there could be. Listen, Deshaun Watson's image is going to be changed forever because of this, regardless of whether it's true or not. Regardless. But like I said, I know people that have seen it and I've that have seen him and talked to him and everything like that, and I just... Everything that I've heard from those people is that, dude, Deshaun is awesome. He's an awesome guy. Okay. He's, he's, you know, he'll talk to you like you're just another person. You know, like you just, you couldn't imagine that he'd be a guy that would, that would do something like this. And again, it's, it doesn't make it impossible, but something that you just couldn't imagine. Uh, so listen, it is a very interesting story. I think if it came to be true, I think a lot of people would be heartbroken and really disappointed because Deshaun Watson, uh, obviously we knew him to be a great person and, you know, obviously he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's an incredibly good football player. Um, so I think that a lot of people are, would, would end up being disappointed by this. And this is definitely, I would assume, to uh, this is definitely going to affect his trade market because if all of this ends up to be true, I mean, you're not giving up, you know, five first round draft picks for a guy who's never going to play for you because of these allegations. You know what I mean? So this is definitely going to affect his trade market. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It is a it is a really uncomfortable situation, but. I will tell you this, though. Um, there are definitely going to be teams. Excuse me. There are definitely going to be teams that are closely monitoring the situation. What is, what's the report that I saw before? Uh, let me see if I can quickly pull this up. 
where are you? Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. Okay, teams are still interested, yes. Uh, so Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle uh, said that the Philadelphia Eagles, the Carolina Panthers, the Jets, Miami, San Francisco, and the Denver Broncos are among the clubs that are still monitoring Deshaun Watson's situation. So, you know, teams are are really going uh, after this. The NFL has opened up an investigation. They're looking into it. Um, so what does it say? Tony Busby, the lawyer representing all the women, said Friday that he has spoken to 22 women and will file five more cases against Deshaun Watson. Busby also said that Watson's conduct happened as recently as this month after he'd reach out to Watson's lawyer about the allegations. Um, so uh, let me let me see. Uh, Rusty Harden is looks like Deshaun Watson's attorney. I'm extremely pl- proud to represent Deshaun Watson and wholly stand behind him against what we believe are meritless allegations. However, we will wait to comment in detail until we've completed our review of the numerous evolving allegations from Mr. Busby. Uh, We will respond next week and ask you to keep an open mind until we do. Um, So again, a very, very messy situation. So, you know, I I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind um, is that we do have to keep an open mind about this. We really do. Okay. Just like anything else, we got to let due process do it, run its course. And if things turn out to be true and you know, all of this, like all of this stuff happens, then Deshaun Watson should not only, you know, not be allowed to play in the NFL anymore, but he should go to prison for something like this. But if it's not true, then I think it needs to open up a reality of what the world is right now. Okay, I, I, listen, the question that people are are asking, and I, I get how it comes off sometimes, but it is a fair question. And I think that these are the people that genuinely don't want to rush into conclusions because I don't find it very common for people to say, you know what? I just wish that these women would shut up. And there are certainly people out there that are like that. There certainly are. And it's those people that should really shut up if we're being completely honest. But I think the majority of people that are saying, whoa, 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 hey, listen. And they look at all the angles and they say, look, this guy's the neighbor of Cal McNair. Okay, this this is a lot of women, and and they're piling up quick. I mean, we found out about this Deshaun Watson stuff like last week. There's 22 women, and they happened as recently as this month. I mean, listen, all I'm going to say, okay, something that I do want to point out is that, and again, I'm I'm not making excuses on, on if I believe this or not, but the argument to be had is, well, Listen, women that usually go through trauma like this, the the likelihood is that they aren't going to talk about it right away. Okay? They're going to take time to heal. They're going to go through the process of trying to get themselves better. And a lot of people, a lot of women that do this don't publicly provide a name. Right? They don't pri- publicly provide themselves a name because they don't want their name to come out on the side of it. So a lot of these people do it anonymously. Now, this is 22 women that have specifically named Deshaun Watson, and they've all happened recently. I mean, it, it's a lot. Those are questions to be asked, and that's the argument that certain people have. You know, and it, it, again, it isn't a bad argument. Basically, what they're saying is, okay, they're not saying that they don't necessarily believe the women. What they're saying is, listen, I'll believe you if it's proven. Okay, I'm just, I'm not going to draw to any conclusions right away. I'll sympathize with you. I'll do all of that stuff. That's all fine and good. 
but I'm not going to go out and slander Deshaun Watson or do all this other, okay, make the effort to make him, you know, pay for something that possibly he didn't even do. And I think that's where most people are coming from, from this. So yes, I do think it's important to have an open mind on this. I do. I think it is in, it is very important to keep your mind open. Keep your mind open. Okay. And, and, and I know that in, in, in things like this, people get incredibly emotional and they say, I don't care about it. You got to keep an open mind and make sure you're looking at it fairly. Um, so anywho, let's, uh, moving on from that. I, I've said this for a while that the Denver Broncos should make a hard push for Deshaun Watson. And let's just say that some of these allegations go by the wayside and that we're back to talking about just Deshaun Watson being the best available quarterback that is presumably on the market. Um, the Denver Broncos have done a couple of things that really intrigue me, really intrigued me because they hold the ninth overall pick in the, in this year's NFL draft. That's going to be corner territory, like right with the Cowboys and the giants could take one. And you know, the chargers are going to be in on it. San Francisco, that's going to be cornerback central. Um, so that's Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, uh, JC Horn, uh, guys like that. Some of the top cornerbacks in the draft are going to be taken right about there. Um, so here's what the Broncos did. Okay. The Broncos most recently signed Kyle Fuller, the pro bowl corner from the bears, reuniting him with Vic Fangio when he played his best football in that defense. Broncos signed him. They just extended their superstar safety, uh, Justin Simmons. He's there to stay. They've also signed this offseason another corner in Ronald Darby. He is now on the roster. So in this secondary, they now have Kyle Fuller. They have Ronald Darby. They have Bryce Callahan. They have Justin Simmons. This is a pretty darn good secondary. And a lot of people, from what we've been seeing, have been drawing Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, these corners, these top-tier corners, to the Denver Broncos with that draft pick. Because before the Kyle Fuller thing, you could have made the argument that they could have used an extra corner. Now, here's the thing. This is telling me something that's very interesting. Pay attention to this. Free agency can tell you a lot of what you want to know about the draft because some of these teams will address their needs through free agency and not the draft. So the Broncos are saying, we don't want to spend the number nine pick on a corner. We're handling the corner need through free agency. Now, why on earth would Denver do that? They want to make that pick as expendable to them as possible. Leave no needs on the table so that they can comfortably trade the number nine pick potentially for Deshaun Watson. It would be that pick. It would be a couple more first-round picks, obviously, plus. but. The Broncos are sitting there thinking, listen, as many of these knees as we can fill through free agency, right? They brought back Shelby Harris. You know, they, Denver pretty much needs a linebacker and then a quarterback. And that's just about it. That's it. They are leaving absolutely zero needs on the table. Denver has a great roster right now. And offensively, they're set. That's a pretty good offensive line. 
Melvin Gordon in the backfield, that's really solid. They're going to be able to run the football pretty well. Wide receiver, they're loaded. Perimeter weapons. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, Noah Fant at tight end. They are loaded with weapons on offense. They just need the quarterback. They need that. And defensively, loaded again. Like I said, all those secondary pieces. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Shelby Harris. They need a guy right in the middle of that defense, like a real solid linebacker. And that is literally it. There isn't another need. Maybe they could use another safety or something, whatever. They're not drafting that in the first round. Okay, there's one really solid, talented linebacker in the first round of this year's draft, Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Yeah. Look, the Denver Broncos are prepping for Deshaun Watson. Do not be surprised if you end up seeing a trade coming. Don't be surprised. I'm serious. Don't be surprised if you see the Denver Broncos making a hard push. Okay, who are the teams that I saw that I said before that are monitoring Deshaun Watson's situation? Philadelphia, Carolina, the Jets, Miami, San Francisco, and Denver. Okay, so that's six teams. Let's look at this fairly. Okay, Miami, yeah, they could be monitoring uh, Deshaun Watson, but I have a really good feeling that they're going to stick with Tua. I have a feeling that they're going to stick with Tua. So I don't think Miami is all that likely. Philadelphia, I don't think, is going to go after him because they got to make sure that Jalen Hurts works. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles didn't really make a hard push for him. And San Francisco has repeatedly said that Jimmy Garoppolo is their guy. So I don't think San Francisco is going to trade for him. That leaves three teams, the the Carolina Panthers, the New York Jets, and the Denver Broncos. Each hold top 10 picks, and each are in the market for a serious quarterback. Okay, the Jets have Sam Darnold. They're, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, unsure about him. Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater. They know he's not the guy. They need a long-term solution. Same thing with Denver. They have Drew Locke. They know he's not the long-term solution. They're looking at Watson. They're looking at him. And if you look at those three teams, who has the most complete roster? Oh, it's Denver by by far. Carolina's defense is not nearly as good as it should be. They're still missing some offensive pieces. They are. They're not ready yet. The Jets, they love those draft picks and they need them. It's not a great roster. The defense is not bad. But that offense needs help. Offensive line, running back, all of those things. Deshaun Watson would be entering a worse situation than he was in in Houston. And then you look at the Denver Broncos. Receivers, O-line, stars on defense, disciplinarian head coach. I mean, it just makes so much sense. The Denver Broncos make so much sense. And might I also point out that the Denver Broncos have the highest sense of urgency out of those teams. Look at the division that the Denver Broncos are in. That AFC West is absolutely nasty. It's nasty. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. I mean, you're talking about three quarterbacks who might all be top 10. And the Broncos are working with Drew Locke. They're not winning any divisions with Drew Locke. 
Not with that quarterback competition. Absolutely no way. They make the big splash for Deshaun Watson. They now have the second best quarterback in the division. And they can compete for it every year. Every year. If I'm Denver, I go all in on that. I go all in on Deshaun Watson. And he's coming off his best year. His record was 4-12. and 12. Don't take any into account. Uh, don't take that uh, against Deshaun Watson. But Watson had an MVP caliber year. Led the league in passing yards with 4,800. Completed 70% of his throws. 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. His quarterback rating was over 112. Deshaun Watson had a phenomenal year this year. With what in Houston? His head coach got fired. That's a terrible organization. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins on him. He didn't have anything. There was nothing there. Boy, what was he working with? Brandon Cooks and... I mean, come on. Deshaun Watson in Denver would thrive. That would be fun to watch. They'd be a Super Bowl contender. The Denver Broncos trade for Deshaun Watson. They are a Super Bowl contender. Make no mistake about it. Super Bowl. They're not only one of the best teams in their division, maybe the best team in their division. They might be the best team in the AFC. They really might be. I'm not, that's not a joke. The Chiefs would be a competition for them. Buffalo, maybe. I don't know. If Carson Wentz works out in Indianapolis, maybe them. Baltimore, like, not very many rosters in the AFC would be as complete as Denver's with Deshaun Watson. That's a trade that they have to make. Imagine that. Okay, Deshaun Watson with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon in the backfield. I mean, that that's a supporting cast with a Super Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Take advantage, man. Take advantage. So, I am all in on that. I am all in on that. Um, so, oh boy, oh boy. Busy show today. Um, I cannot believe that Juju Smith-Schuster went to the Steelers for one for $8 million on a one-year deal. I really can't believe that. Really can't believe it. Um, anything else today? Uh, oh, the NFL plans to have a large live in-person draft in Cleveland. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Here's the article from Jack Brown of the score. Um, the NFL draft will mostly return to its standard pre-pandemic form for the 2021 event set to be held in Cleveland from April 29th to May 1st. NFL executive vice president of the club business Peter O'Reilly. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell will announce picks from a draft stage and fans will be able to attend the event, though mask wearing, social distancing, and capacity limits will be enforced. That's probably that's obvious. Uh, we have been characterizing it as a large live in-person event. Uh, legal capacity limits remains one of the major unknowns. Uh, Gilbert says the event will be the city's largest in many years. And certainly since the 2016 Republican convention. Uh, yeah, wow. Here we go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And I listen, the NFL draft was fun last year because it's the draft and that's cool and everything like that. I'm a huge draft nerd. But I will say, when it is a big event, when they when the NFL makes a big deal out of the NFL draft, it is just so much better. So much more exciting. You get to see the guy holding the jersey up. I mean, that's just 
that's awesome stuff. I, I, I'm really excited for this year's draft. Okay, uh, that does it for us. Mike Guido here with you. This has been Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. You got us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.